everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is January 19th, 2022. All right, Dave, we've got, man, I don't know. Like from a sports standpoint, what are you fired up for right now? Is it just NFL playoffs? It's NFL playoffs. You Gotta talked be, about right? it the other day. And maybe it was the last show, maybe the show before, but you just, I think it was the last show. You said nothing can beat the NFL. And yeah. I'm I'm really excited about it. We talk about the teams that your sons follow, which are the mm-hmm. same teams I follow that are left. You know, I have the Titans and I have the Rams. I have connections to both as a as a kid. I kind of cheat on this whole NFL thing on how many teams I have. But as I said before, my dad was a Titan season ticket holder. I lived in Nashville nine years. My son's there now. And the Rams were the first team that was the one I was told to follow and learn about football. Oh, Lauren, yeah. Pat Hayden and Lawrence McCutcheon. And that's what I, I remember. And when the Rams moved to St. Louis, I was completely done. So yeah. pissed off. They went with the Vegas gold. I said, fuck those guys. And <laughs> it was funny how Stan Kroenke couldn't figure that out when they came back to L.A. You're yeah. wearing the St. Louis uniforms. The fans yeah. know. And so you got to bring back the, the whole yellow. Anyway, between the Rams, and I want to get into what you saw, and the Titans, I, I'm excited. I'm rooting for exactly what your kids are rooting for. Yeah. A rematch of that Super Bowl of the Titans and the Rams. From 2000. So I said it Sunday night. And look, man, I, I know there's, uh, L.A. Who, who cares, right? Dude, you don't have anything here. You can't say no. that. There's go nothing to, go, here. Go to 97.3. You can listen to Seals talk all day or go to 13.60 and hopefully Landon Donovan will be on within the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Sorry that we talk yeah. NFL. There's nothing to offer here. Sorry. So I was here Sunday night. I was here with my son, Cade. And uh, I said, you know, we told you I'm going to the playoff game tomorrow. And so we got up in the morning on Monday. He's super excited. Yeah. He, he's gotten into the NFL in the last year. And while we were able to go to a game, you, me, uh, Sean Waldchef, Jack and Cade, a few years ago, that game didn't really register with them. They were younger. Yeah. Didn't understand the game. Didn't really know the players. And now through Madden and playing a year of football at Helix, and going through practices and watching film, like they have a different kind of appreciation. Yeah. And uh, and Cade's gotten into the Rams. That's his team. So he was saying to me during the day, he's like, hey, with all respect to Sean, I'm kind of treating like this is my first game. And I said, I got it. And uh, so we get up. I'm like, well, let's get the hell out of here. Let's get a, let's get going on our day. And so, Dave, we're, we're driving up. And I said to him, look, man, this is this is your day. So you tell me, just you and me, you tell me uh, what you want to do, yeah, and we'll do it. So I said, do you have anything you want to do in the afternoon? You could have told me, given me a thousand guesses, I would not have thought of what popped out of this kid's mouth. He said, uh, yeah, I got it. I go, let me hear it. I'm figuring he's going to want to go to lunch, Santa Monica. He goes, uh About three weeks ago, we were driving down Hollywood Boulevard. And you said, hey, guys, look out the left window at the Wax Museum because there's the figure of the world's tallest guy. (laughs) And I go, yeah, I remember. And he's like, can I get my picture taken next to the world's tallest guy? And I go, let's go. So we take off. It's kind of rainy and drizzly kind of off and on. But, Dave, we go right to Hollywood and Highland, and uh, we park there. We come, right? You're checking out Dolby Theater, Chinese yeah. Theater, uh, where the Jimmy Kimmel show is, which means a lot because my friend Chris Carlin, we just lost his brother John, 
who worked on Kimmel's show. And Kate and I are walking Hollywood Boulevard, man. We're walking Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, I'm just like, this is great. And we go over, and we find the guy. And so I take a couple pictures, and I turn around, and there's a Asian group of tourists. Yeah. And now they have seen what Cade's doing, and now they are fired up. They want the picture, too. They want the picture, Love too. Love it. So Cade's taking pictures because it's, you know, two of them and then one of them. Yeah. And then eventually, like, I'm like, you should just jump in the group picture, right? We're dying. <laughs> People are super nice, and uh, so we're having a blast. And I'm like, all right, well, let's, we got to go. So we get in the car. And uh, we're driving south, and he, you know, man, he's 14. Yeah. And he had to have said at least three times. What just, time is it right now? Uh, it's uh, 3.15. Okay. 3.15, two hours ago to kick off. And he must have just said under his breath or to me a couple of times, man, this is great. Yeah. This is great. And he's a pretty mellow dude, and I knew he was jacked up. Cool. So if you ever go to any kind of concert or games there or anything else, um, instead of dealing with the parking lot, which I would never do, it's a complete nightmare, they have shuttle services. You can find shuttle services throughout the city of Inglewood, and it's what we did for the Rolling Stones. We parked at uh, City Hall, and they have a bus. And I'm telling you, Dave, man, just remembering the nightmare of getting in and out of Qualcomm Stadium, I... Printed our parking pass, our shuttle pass, yeah. and uh, you know, you're just using Google Maps, and all of a sudden you take a left. There's no traffic at all. What did it cost you? Uh, Forty bucks to park, and then seven fifty for each shuttle pass round trip. So fifty five bucks. Okay. Um, I got I got a better way. Even I found out after you told me this. Okay. Well, I'll just tell you yeah. this. I pull in, I park, and as soon as I pull in, I'm the second car in yeah. line. They scan my thing. I park. Yep. I come down. The guy's like, hey, man, you got your vaccine card? I go, yep. Here's me. Here's Cade. Here's our shuttle passes. He goes, off you go. And we're on the bus. And 10 minutes later. How great is that? We're in the parking lot at SoFi. Yeah. And we get off the bus at SoFi. I've been there a couple of times. He's now been there for the tour and for the stone. So I'm like, hey, let's circle around the front. Kind of the entrance facing the forum. Dave, again, SoFi Stadium, man. Just thinking about the nightmare of Qualcomm. It was a nightmare. And you could say. Don't forget, it was a nightmare. And going to a goddamn Gulls game, trying to get into a Gulls game in this town isn't really that easy. I haven't been to Viejas Arena. Petco Park on giveaway nights can be a freaking nightmare. So I'm telling him, hey, let's expect to be in line here a little bit, but it's 345. Dude, uh, security guy goes, hey, man, you ready? And I go, yeah. He goes, I need those vaccine cards. I go, right here on my phone. Here's Cade. Here's mine. Here's my driver's license. Thanks, man. There you go. We go over. Tickets are on my phone. Lady's like, here you go. Boom, boom. Dave, we were in that building from the time we got off the bus to the time we were inside the ground, scanned in, ready to go, no more than 10 minutes. Dude, that is, that is fantastic. So I was I was... You know, obviously we talked about the show and then mm -hmm. on the show, I should say about what you were doing. And someone told me who was going to the game as well, said they're a season ticket holder. 
And, oh, yeah, nice. And so what they do is is this move. So if you're one of these people, and I imagine the Chargers offer it too. I'm just going to speak on behalf of the Rams. Uh-huh. They drive into Long Beach, and from Long Beach you take the train in, and then the, you get on a bus, and it takes you right in. So from, look, it's, it's going to sound crazy when I say this. Mm-hmm. From Long Beach. Now, remember, no, you're not going to deal with traffic anymore. Yeah. From Long Beach to your seat, sitting inside SoFi in your seat, 45 minutes. Is that right? Guaranteed 45 minutes. And it's the same thing like Jeff just said. You're on the bus. You have a special route out. You're yeah. out, gone. You're home in two and a half hours. Well, they Okay, have- so like if, if you drove with no traffic, meaning you could yeah. get in and out of SoFi without traffic, which doesn't happen. When you and I went, we didn't get back to like one in the morning. No, it was crazy. And so, and it was the same time frame. So it is 100% worth it. Man, it cost 12 bucks. That was oh. all. That was all it cost. To train bus, back on the bus, back on the train, $12 out. Uh- that's pretty good. Pretty Dave. fucking deal. Better than the $100 deal. Now, it's different than the day you had because you went up yeah. to LA to spend the day up there. So you went that route. But if, look, everyone knows you go up to SoFi, you're looking at $100 to park. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I saw afterwards is that for like 50 bucks a person, you could park in Oceanside and they have a luxury bus. Okay. That takes you from Oceanside to SoFi and back to Oceanside. But we kind of were trying to make a day of it, yeah. that whole thing. So now we get in, and uh, I bought seats for like 60 bucks, And we were in the upper deck, but we were in row three in the end zone. Dude, I'm like, I look at him. I go, what do you think? He goes, this is great. All the people around us, Dave, were Rams fans. Yep. It was weird, though. To my immediate left, it was a dad and two kids that had to be, one kid had to be five, the other kid had to be three. They lasted 15 minutes and they were gone. No way. I don't know what that story was. <laughs> but, you know, the one thing we've talked That's about. for idea, yeah. The one thing we've talked about for NFL is guys getting drunk and cussing and fights, yeah. the whole thing. Now, I saw later on Twitter that there were a couple of fights in the building, but. You know, all the fights are always where Sean sits, to the right of right. where Sean sits. Same time, same place, every time. So weird. You're exactly right. So we sat up there, and uh, we're having a great time. So now they announce, and, and we'll get to the Weddle part in a second, but they announce Montel Jordan's coming up at halftime. Nice. So a friend of mine is in Toronto and dealing with 17 inches of snow. <laughs> So she's like, hey, how's the game? I said, it's great. Montel Jordan's coming up. She goes, oh, he's the best, right? I go, well, he's, his one song's the yeah. best. So I go, I'm going to put it on Instagram live. So she goes, that'd be cool. I'll check it out. So I put it on there, and everything's going fine. Everybody's cool. And one of you chimes in, well, your seats are kind of high. And I'm like, hey, who the fuck are you, <laughs> asshole? Who the fuck are you? Where are your seats, dick? I'm here with my fucking kid, and we're having a blast. We just saw the world's tallest guy, you dumb fuck. (laughs) So I ignore it because I'm classy. And then uh, Montel Jordan gets going. So we're, you know, like, we're having a good time. And the same person chimes in, hey, you know, the Cardinals are getting blown out. You could probably get out a little early. I don't realize Cade's looking over my shoulder. So I just, because the last comment about my seats is ringing in my ear, I just write back, why the fuck would I do that? (laughs) And the next thing I hear is the sound of my son laughing at a level like I have not heard him laugh, maybe ever. 
Oh my God. Oh my God, dad. I go, what? Do you know that guy? I go, no. <laughs> and he goes, dad. He goes, oh my God. He goes, dad, let me walk you through that guy's night. I go, let me hear it. He just jumps onto Instagram and there you are. Now, maybe he knows the show or the podcast, whatever. For whatever reason, he chose to follow you. He yeah. thinks you're worth a follow. He did. I go, okay. Now, he sees you're here at the game, and he decides, hey, I like this guy. I'm going to talk to him. Yes. So I send him a message saying, Cardinals are getting beat. <laughs> maybe. And my son can't even talk. Maybe you can leave early. He goes, Dad, it was not two seconds. I was watching. And you write back, why the fuck would I do that? And I go, well, did you see when he was talking shit about our seats? What? I go, yeah, he's giving me shit, saying our seats are too high. Oh, well, all right. Even so, Dad, that guy is never going to talk to you again. He just shut off his phone. He doesn't want to watch Montel Jordan anymore. <laughs> so whoever you are, don't be a douche yeah. in life. Just go through life. Don't be a douche. But I have to tell you, people must have thought my son and I were on crack because the two of us were laughing so hard together, and it was a great part. But don't be a douche. No, the title of the last show was Creating Memories. Why the fuck would you get in the way of that? Yeah, well, he did. The memory he created. <laughs> but I'm like, who, where are you? Shut up. And I thank everybody else. And I know you meant no harm, but it was a douche move. You know you yeah. were a douche. So you got what you deserved. But my son found it hysterical. Good. And uh, my son said uh, that he still likes you, even though you had a couple of dumb comments. <laughs> you know, watching it on TV. It was unbelievable. I'll say a couple things just as, as a guy, again, has followed the team for a long time. One is I love to hear that the announcers were saying how loud it was in there. Wow. They said it was crazy loud, especially when they got criticized a week before for the 49ers taking over the stadium. Yep. And Matt Stafford's wife should have kept her mouth shut. Was, yep. That's embarrassing. She, I got she should stop talking. Uh, I mean, it's like, dude, you're new to town. Just calm down. We took yep. you out of Detroit and saved your ass from yeah, a miserable got time. Yeah, out of that shithole. And gave you the most talent of any team in the NFL. Maybe you should shut the fuck up. You don't have to sit there and watch the Tigers hoping yeah. out K-Line's walking <laughs> through the door. You aren't fighting the snow on the way back to your car either after the game. Yeah, your claim to fame's Axel Foley's from your hometown. <laughs> so to hear that, how them saying that the crowd was insane, and it looked like yep. on TV it was just a ton and ton of Rams fans. Yep. And I had a, had a couple friends from Arizona that drove in for the game. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know they were for the Cardinals, but man, it looked like a lot of royal blue. It looked like a ton of royal blue in there, which was was awesome because we all. The question is always: Is the NFL going to make it in LA? Yeah, it is making LA. And yeah. Bill, the Bill Plaschke wrote a great thing about it a few weeks ago, talking about how the Chargers are becoming a huge team in LA, mm. especially for young fans. And because what, of Justin Herbert, because of Justin Herbert, and they're the they're the new trendy thing for young fans is the Chargers, and so the Chargers are getting their fan base, and people could say whatever they want. As we said when we started the show, unfortunately, there's nothing here. Yeah, you fuckers love monster trucks. Yeah, you guys fucking show up for that like crazy, but you won't show up to vote to keep a state to build a stadium or keep the Chargers here. Forget about that shit. I will say this: the game you went to with your kid, as he said. I'm going to mm-hmm. remember this as my first game. Yeah. I've been watching that fucking team. I mean, every game since 1977. Yeah. Best I've ever seen them play. Yeah. Best I've ever well, seen I'd them play. Well, I watched them got blown out by the Cardinals with his yeah. brother. Yeah. 
And so we're watching, and halftime goes, and so now we're getting down, and the stadium's starting to empty out because the Rams have it in hand. And I said to him, I said, look, man, I, I've already said this once. I've said this a handful of times, but it's your night. You want to, You got school in the morning. I got work. I said, there's about five minutes to roll. You want to get out or you want to hang to the end? And he goes, I want to hang. Good. I go, good answer. <laughs> so we hung to the end. Like it. And it was great. And he must have said throughout the course of the night 15 times, yeah. man, this is great, Dad. Thank you so much. I go, thank you. I'm like, you're the Rams fan, man. I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for you. And th- and that was the thing, Dave. I-, I didn't have any. I'm not a Rams fan. I, I can't claim to be a Burt Jones. No, Vince but you want to see your kids happy. I, it's as much fun, and I said this to him, it's as much fun as I have had at a live event, period. Concert, fight, whatever, in a really long time. Yeah. Because the night was with him. So uh, just to finish up the story, we get out at about 8.45, and I said, all right, we got to go back. And the one thing they, they don't do a very good job at, at SoFi Stadium is really having clear signage getting you in and around yeah. and reminding you. But we find our way back to the shuttle, and there's just a mass of people, right? And we're like, oh, boy, here we go. And I'm like, all right, well, just I guess we'll kind of stand in this blob of people and hope that uh, – we get through, and all of a sudden, the dude comes out of the woodwork with, like, a badge on, and he's like, hey, man, does anybody have Civic Center parking? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, you're in the wrong lane. Come here. I go, what's that? He goes, it's all the people trying to get to the subway, Oh, trying to get to the metro. So he brings me over and brings us over, and there's about 300 people in line, maybe. And Dave, I'm telling you, this line's moving, man. And they are just flying and getting buses in and out. And we probably, we got out of the building at 845 and I was on the 405 at 930. Nice. And so we, you know. So one hour after the game's over, you're in your car. I'm all, No, I'm already on the freeway. Okay. 45 minutes. Oh, good. Yeah, 45 minutes after I got into the lot, walked out and figured it out, I was on the 405. Yeah. And it just, uh. It's one of my all-time favorite nights. Cool. And so, and I know he had a blast, and we were talking on Tuesday morning. And, yeah, I mean, he just sent me a, a great text in the morning. And, and yeah, that's that's what it is, man. It's, it's all about that with your family. You know, when he recalls the players, when he tells the story down the line, and he recalls the guys that were there, it's, it's almost unbelievable, you know? Yeah. And I'm listening to people say, man, this Rams team has a lot of big names. And I hear people say all the time, you know, Cooper Cup, and yeah. they go Aaron Donald, and they go Von Miller, and they go through. And then people always forget one of the big ones, like like Jalen Ramsey. Well, that's his guy. Jalen's yeah. his guy. And yeah. I'm like, dude, he's the best corner in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's what Revis was when he was at his best. He's yep. he's the best corner in the league. And you sit there and you, you go, how do you forget a guy like that? Or how do you forget a Von Miller? Or how do you forget Cooper Cup? People yeah, fuck it up Stafford. all the time. Or or OBJ. Oh, dude. Right. right? And he's, yeah. and there's, there's just so much to watch as far as superstar value for people who are just casual football fans to go. I know that guy. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's really an exciting time for, uh, and I don't know how far the Rams fucking go. I'm just saying for kids who are trying to fall in love with the sport and trying to look for star power, the Rams have a ton of it. Well, and for me, on a personal level, it made it even more fun with Weddle playing. Yes. And 
he was on the field a lot. But the thing that absolutely killed me about that guy, and I pointed it out to Cade, is I go, this little shit can't get on camera enough. Enough of this guy. <laughs> so Cade's dying. And he's like, isn't that your buddy? I go, yeah. But I go, this guy's got red light fever right now. So when they come out, yeah. right, they come running out. He comes out and puts himself directly at the front of the high five line. Shocker. Absolute shocker. You've been here four fucking days. Go blend in with the rest. Now, he gets out. He's on the field. He played a lot. He probably played 25 yeah. plays, if not more. But then, anytime something's going on, there he is in a Rams hat on camera. And I'm dying because he knows what he's doing. Don't I know what he's doing. he's doing that 100% for his kids now that they're a little bit older? That's yeah, about probably. his kids. That's all that's going through his mind. Not about anything else except that, my kids. I think that's giving him way too much credit. I, <laughs> but but uh, it was great. He didn't embarrass himself. No. He was out there calling plays. He was directing the defense a lot. And uh, and it was funny. I thought his post-game clip was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. And so, yeah, that was great for me. For a buddy that, uh, and Kate's like, ah, you get text him. I go, dude, his phone's blowing up. Yep. He knows we're watching. I go, we'll wait till uh, everything's over and we'll get him in the garage. But but to see him out there making the plays and making contributions and and oh dude, yeah, that was that was cool, man. You know what's funny? You just said that about his phone blowing up, and I was thinking about this the next day, going, who reaches out to him? Mm -hmm. Because everyone that he basically played with, like charger wise, is, oh, yeah. is gone. They're retired. Gone, yeah. Former coaches, GMs, whatever. Yeah. You know, McCoy's not even. What's Mike McCoy doing? Now? Oh, fuck, dude. I, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's funny how everybody hates McCoy. Every, yeah. I mean, dude, it wasn't my favorite guy either. But man, people fucking hate him. He might be the all time most hated coach in San Diego history. Oh, I got to think about that. All time. It's funny. Even Ben took a shot at him today. And Ben's like one of those guys that doesn't take shots at people. Yeah. Do you think he was the worst guy we ever dealt with in, uh, in press conferences? That was what Ben said, and I was thinking about it all day, going, he might be right. Yeah, Mike was a douche. I mean, he really was. He was. It was, it was pulling teeth. Even when you and I knew we were having him one-on-one -on, -one on the yeah. show, we were like, oh, fuck. This he isn't going to be good. The, the problem with Mike was he was fine off the air. Yeah. But he had, he had no, as our great uh, friend Nick Canepas says, and by the way, we'll get to the Canepas story. Uh he needs to get a few more beans, right? <laughs> and I'll get to that story, too. Mike had no fucking credentials to act like a dipshit when yeah. he got here. And he acted like a complete dip, dipshit. Gilbride did the same thing. I was just going to say, Gilbride probably would have been the one guy. Yeah, did the same shit. Yeah, but Mike Mike was a punchline um, before he got it. You know, Mike didn't realize that he was a punchline, and he was. Yeah. He was. And so he was there. And by the way, I just want to point out, as I pointed out to my sons, when you and I were doing that show, we were pretty big on the Sean McDermott uh, bandwagon. Yeah. We were pushing yeah. for Sean McDermott coming out of Carolina. Yeah, we were. So it's fine. Damn. It doesn't matter. Um, one quick thing on Nick Canepa. Yeah. So there was a, a Reddit uh, post the other day that came out that said a guy had emailed Nick and said, hey, are you going to vote for Derek Jeter? And Nick's response was something to the fact of, you have to be retired for five years. 
uh, Jeter's a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Yep. So immediately, everybody on social media goes crazy, freaks out, Nick's this, Nick's that, Nick sucks, fire Nick, right? The whole thing. Barstool picks it up, the whole deal. And now, all of a sudden, Nick's immediately accused of being the one guy who didn't vote for Jeter. Yes. Oh, there it is. There's the guy, Nick Canepa. So, I don't know. I remember when I worked with Ted, Hank, Kevin, those guys, right? Uh probably anybody other than saw if you saw something and you had a question, you just called the guy, you called the guy and you asked him. So I listened to 97, three, just kicked the fuck out of Nick. Yeah. Woods hates. Him. Yeah. Well, okay. And so I'm listening and I'm like, well, did anybody call him? So I go, well, let me, let me do this real quick. Let me go into the union tribune archives and you can look under sports columnist. Yeah. And I go, okay, well, Jeter got voted in. They, I go, when did Jeter get announced? January of 2020. Great. Let me go Nick, Can- Nick uh, Canepa columns back to January 2020. Posted it online where Nick said, uh, can't believe all the people freaking out that Jeter didn't get 100%. Terrific player. Deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But people are making them out to be better than Willie Mays, Joe DiMaggio, and others, and I disagree. So I go, okay, there you go. Uh, that They had announced it in 2020, which goes back to what we said a few weeks ago. You vote this year for next year's Hall of Fame. So when Nick said earlier in the year his last two ballots had been blank, it wasn't for the class of 2020 that was blank. It was for the class of 21 and for the class of 22. Well, what happened, the confusion was COVID. You know, the COVID thing, I think, threw them off. Remember, there was no, they didn't do a Hall of Fame introduction. No, but they still did votes. Yeah, they did the votes. But I mean, yeah. there, there was, what I think, and I, I don't know, I didn't talk to Nick, so I'll be fair there. I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. What was confusing that year was you find out in January who's going in, right? Yeah. And then the guy goes in in August. Yeah. So, but and, Nick's but vote. There was, yeah. But by the time, you know what I mean? When it was announced, there was no August in 2020. Yeah. Nick voted in November of 2019. Yes. For Derek Jeter, yeah. which was announced in 2020. When the vote happened in November of 20, even though we disagreed with his decision, Nick said nothing in November of 20 yep. and nothing in the November of 21. Yes. Those were the two classes. Again, simple phone call to him. Yeah. And Nick's about, look, I'm guessing Nick's around 80 years old. I texted Nick. Yeah. It took no time at all. I go, hey, by the way, here's your column. And I go, what happened? And Nick, in typical Nick form, says brain fart on my part. I go, well, did you vote for Jeter? He goes, I voted for Jeter. So I go, done. So I put those two things out because, again, everybody else, it's much easier to carry the narrative that Nick doesn't know shit when you don't know shit. 90% of you haven't done anything worth a fuck in this town, but you're going to kick the shit out of a guy that has a Hall of Fame vote, had an NFL Hall of Fame vote, had yeah. a Major League Baseball Hall of Fame vote. Now, the thing that I thought was really, really funny, and I guarantee you Nick would have thought it was funny as shit too if he actually saw it, 
was the screen grab of him and Bill saying anybody who leaves a Hall of Fame ballot blank should lose their vote. Yes. That kind of shit is great. That kind of shit, you're like, dude, because it's freezing cold takes. They're funny as fuck. But to just everybody. Well, it was such a national story. When Barstool put it out, it became a huge, huge deal nationwide. And none of them checked with Nick. Yeah. And at the same time, you and I talked about this yesterday. Where was the people that work with Nick to defend him? So I made that call to Posner. You did? I talked to Jay. Oh, you didn't tell me this. Okay. I Well, I talked to Jay and I said, hey, what happened? He goes, the funniest shit was, he said, I'm at lunch with my wife, Nick, and Nick's wife when you're texting beans? him. Were they eating beans? So I said to him, hang on. <laughs> so we're talking about different people in yeah. town, names saying removed. And I go, well, you know, they all think they know everything. They, they really don't know shit. But I go, you know what Nick would say about him? Yeah, those guys need to eat a, more, a few more beans. I, go, <laughs> I said to Jay, I go, what the hell does that even mean? He goes, I have no idea what it means. And he said, we had Nick's cousin, Mike, Used to work on the copy desk. Yes. And he said, those two guys are as good of friends as you can have. They're very close friends as relatives. And Mike calls Posner all the time. I grew up in that family. I have no idea what this goddamn line means about my uncle saying you got to eat more beef. I don't know what it means. So I said, uh, (laughs) paraphrasing. I said, you guys didn't say anything. And he goes, dude, it's fucking Barstool. Barstool's bigger than you think. I got it. But when you look at Barstool's track record, he's like, it's not really something we we really engage with. We try to stay a little bit above the line in what we're doing. And I said, uh, I said, how? Yeah, go ahead. I said, how rattled do you think Nick was by this story? And he laughed. How rattled do you think Nick was? I got, he does it. He goes, no, he goes, obviously, he just had a mind yeah. blank and he sent, he goes, but no, fuck, Nick moves on, man. Train moves on. You know, and the thing is, I mean, as you said, the train moves on. Two things about Nick that that make me laugh. The beans line is funny as fuck because no one, no one understands what that means and why I, he uses no, it. No, all the time. It's, it's dumb as dirt. Um, the tuna boat thing cracks me up too. Hey, about yeah. his dad working on the tuna boats makes me laugh, but right. hell, it means something to him, so fine. Right. You and I and, and people that have known Nick for a long time, because Nick's not a bad guy, and he, in my opinion is he always has the loudest voice in San Diego when he wants to use it. Yeah. That's why I blamed him for the Chargers leaving. I thought yeah. when things were going to shit, he was nowhere to be heard from. And I thought he's yeah. the one that should have been the one fighting for San Diego. Yeah. And now once they're gone, now all of a sudden he's the loudest fucker in the room when there's no one in the room. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you and I became defensive of him, and I remember when it was sent to me, I was like, God dang, this can't be right. You know, it doesn't seem to make sense. The thing is, Barstool and Jake can say whatever. We try and stay above that. Barstool is so much more relevant than the New Tribune. Oh, yeah. No, I got it. I mean, it's it's a huge deal. ESPN, who discovered a partnership with them, and then they broke it off really quickly because of the swearing and everything that went with it. I guarantee you, as a moneymaker, they made a mistake. You know, Barstool makes a shitload of money and is super popular, especially with the young people, because the older people that are still getting the newspaper are the ones that are going to be dead and not getting your paper. But what happened to getting the story right? And, well, th- that's the deal. They didn't get the story right, and that's why I would have liked to see Nick do a says me shortly after explaining the whole thing. 
Well, but that's what I would have liked to have seen. But again, who would have read it? You know, it's it's like yeah. when somebody's accused of something terrible, it's on the front page of the paper. When there's a yeah. retraction, it's on page fucking sixty-eight. You know, yeah. I mean, you don't see the retraction; you see the headline. I, I just think, you know, whatever. Think whatever the fuck you want. The, well, right? and that's that, that's that's it. It's, it's <laughs> there's so many things about this this city that I can't understand. I've been here now since '89. That's a long yeah. fucking time. I've been here since 81. 81. Yeah. And I've told you for as long as you and I have known each other, a lot of times I just don't even feel comfortable. Like, yeah. like this isn't my hometown. I can't understand the thinking. Yeah. I can't understand. And we make jokes about this all the time. Hotel Circle. Like, yeah. you know, you, why didn't you renovate it when it started going to shit? Yeah. It used to be one of those places people say, I'm going to San Diego. I'm saying a Hotel yeah. Circle. It's a fucking joke. Golden Hall's a joke. Right? <laughs> the the, the Civic Auditorium is a joke. Yeah. Spreckles Theater is a joke. They're all yeah. shit. We just let things Spreckles go to shit. Spreckles hasn't been open in two fucking years. Nothing. Not, not, there's no. so many things. Even the things you have that one time that were nice, you just kind of yeah. let fall apart. And everything just goes to shit. I just don't understand. It's like literally the, the greatest city that doesn't know how to take care of itself. Yeah. It's yeah. very strange. I can't figure out. The monster truck thing of the day, and good for you for taking your kids. That, man, they got that figured out. You know, bring the kids and sell a shitload of stuff of uh, toy trucks and stuff. Great. But, man, where the hell are you people that love monster trucks and beach towels and fireworks night when it came to voting to keep in the Chargers here? Well, the other thing that makes me laugh in this town is there's a lot of people that I hear on the air that mock people that don't know the history of the game, right? Could be baseball, could be basketball, could be football, and they don't know the history of the game. They may not know who Gail Sears or Willie Mays is. Ha, ha, ha. But then they fucking disrespect the guys that, that did it in our business. Yeah. And I think that was one of the things that was lucky for us when we were young is that I liked all those dudes. I wanted to talk to all those dudes. We were lucky they talked to us. Seriously, yeah. we were. We were lucky they even spent time talking to us. But, you know, like I said, man, anybody can do their thing. Social media... And, and I think Jay made a great fucking point. And Jay made this point when he told me. Nick's written everything and put his name on everything. Anything he's ever written, he's put his name on. He's not John's, you know, 1295. Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. And you go, he puts his fucking name on everything. And it's always out there. And you know where he stands on everything. And so, yeah. Nick's like, ah, fuck. Brain fart. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You go back. Literally took two minutes to go back and find the column where he talked about Jeter deserving to be a Hall of Famer. And then it was another 15 seconds to text him, did you vote for Jeter? Yeah, mind blank. Other yeah. day. Wasn't thinking. Done. But, hey, fuck, why do that, right? Let's keep the narrative going. <laughs> that a guy who's done a whole lot more in this fucking town than a lot of people have, that he's over because we're so fucking edgy. All right, you got it. You know what, it, to, uh, to talk about guys in, the, in this city, I was thinking about this today because we were talking football a lot and talking about the Raiders and the excitement and everything that might happen with them. And one of our good friends, obviously, we talk about friends they're that are Raider fans. They're going to fuck this up, right? Yeah, they'll probably fuck this up. Um, <laughs> they always do, right? Uh, you know, Mayock's gone. They're probably going to fuck this thing up anyway. So, I mean, this is your chance to give a new feeling for the organization, but they're going to fuck it up. But CS was a huge Raider fan. Yeah. And I was talking today, and I was like, you know what? CS should have been, or could have been, hmm. fucking Steve Harvey. CS, yeah. CS could have been the guy hosting Family Feud and been that guy. He, Dude. If there wasn't a, a guy in this town that was meant for TV, and people yeah. just automatically love you because of his personality, yeah. it was CS. He was, he, he was the guy that 
was ready to go with the suits and the smile and the the everything that was going on. That guy, that guy. I think the other day, about a week ago, it was his birthday. We yeah. celebrated, right? So, like that guy to me is the funniest guy ever because uh, we got. I'm trying to think of what the hell happened. We got blown out. We got blown out at uh, 1360. And he and I and Walchef and Trotter had been doing fight night. And so something happened and got blown out, I think. Yeah, would have been right then. And uh, he calls me. Because he didn't live far from me in La Mesa. lived right up the street. It's funny. He used to live right up the street from me when he yeah. was in East Lake. Like yeah. on the same street. Yeah. It, I mean, to me, it's a, it's sad because yeah. he went from a beautiful house to a small little apartment on Baltimore. But he was cool. And, uh, hey, what time are you getting over there? I said, you yeah, know, man, it's been kind of one of those weeks. Hey, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's a day... It goes by that I don't say it's one of those fucking weeks. No, I didn't ask you about your fucking week. I asked you what time you're going to get yeah. there. I said, probably about 6.30. All right. Love you. I got to love you, too. That's the funniest <laughs> shit I've heard in two weeks. He goes, fuck yeah, it is. Fuck's the matter with you. And so we went, and I told him. I said, dude, you have no idea how much that meant to me. Because I said, in this week... People are like, hey, man, I'm sorry. What are you going to do? Whatever. And I go, they all mean well. And I go, as soon as I said it's been that kind of week, and he just started laughing. He goes, you're here with us. This is where you need to be. So we would sit there, and it's Junior's birthday today. And so, you know, it was pretty wild because Fight Club started. uh, It started with me, Jim, and CS at Tilted Kilt in Mission Valley. Yeah. Which was unbelievable. And a lot of it started shortly after Junior had passed. So that's 2012 that we started going to the kilt. Yeah. So it'd be me, uh, CS, and Jim. And then Walchef invited us to bring it to Cali Comfort. It was great. But Trotter and I would sit there and they would tell junior stories and those guys knew him at a different level than you and i did yeah and i would just ask questions and listen the whole thing and uh cs would be you know motherfucker please let me tell you about (laughs) what the fuck was going on and then some little grandmother from solana beach would come up i am so sorry to interrupt but cs well hello how are you and Trotter and I are like, fuck you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and man, oh man, this lady would soak it up. And he was un- he was unbelievable. <laughs> he was so great. And you know, the thing was, Dave, the thing that I absolutely have to make clear, he was so sincere in it. He oh, yeah. wasn't doing it oh, no. to patronize her or mock her. He wouldn't say anything, and yeah. when she walked away, we would bust balls, and he would smile and laugh and say, man, those are the people who made me who I am. Yes. And he loved it. And then we'd be like, you know, just some insane waitress with a massive rack. Well, hey, what's, up, what's going on with you? 
how come you didn't call me last night? <laughs> and then here comes some mother and fucking son, the little kids on crutches, right? Yeah. Some shit. Hey, what's your name? What's your name, partner? And he was, dude, the fucking guy could have been mayor. Oh, yes. He could have been mayor. He, but I, I, man, you talk about a charisma and an ability to connect people. But I, I also say this. As loyal a friend as we've ever had and as funny a friend that we've ever had. Yeah. The guy who deemed it the Whitey 1090 was the funniest <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, man, I think about him a lot. I'm, I I know you feel the same oh, way. Oh, we do. Waltrip and I were talking about him for one hour straight today. About CS? CS. It was all CS. And one of the things Sean said was he goes, and you were there for a lot of these conversations, so you'll know. Mm -hmm. But he goes, the one thing he loved was when you guys would get together for fight night, that mm -hmm. Trotter, just in a calm voice. Just would, killed him. Would, yeah, would say something like one question. Then yeah. CS would have to answer it, and then he just build on it to the point where CS just lost his shit. Like he had nowhere to go; he's trapped in a corner. And he goes, he goes. Trotter would just dissect him into a fucking mess, and, and, ruined and, and yeah, ruined him. And Tron was like laughing out loud, thinking about it. He goes, he's like Jeff and I knew it was coming. Yeah, CS couldn't see it coming, and then, all the time we walked right into it, and then he was completely fucked. <laughs> And, and we he would just, just get to a certain point, and Jim would be like, that could be your answer? <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> that is, would, is that was fucking And man. I would just be dead. I'd just be dead. I couldn't take those two idiots. Oh, my God. It was so funny, oh Dave. My it was just every night. And every night it would end with... Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim would just, Jim would just wink at yeah, me. Knew I'm, that he had him. Knew that he had him. Dead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude. I don't need your shit. Oh Tell him all the time. Some, all right, we back some... here next month. <laughs> they were like, uh, they were like those two were like Foghorn Leghorn and the yeah. dog. And yeah. they would just punch the time clock on the way out of Cali Comfort. <laughs> and then we'd just, uh, we'd, so, and that's the thing, man. When it was going through a bad time, I told him. But, but when that happened, the night he passed away, it was just a couple of weeks after my wife and I had decided to get a divorce. And I, I said this, my kids and I, dude, my mind, I can't believe I got to move out of my house. Like the next week I was moving out. I'm a wreck. My kids and I are in Oceanside. And the only thing I want to do is get home because it's the night they're going to do Bob Miller's statue at Staples. Yeah. And I get, uh, my car gets totaled. A guy's on his cell phone in a Ford truck and rear ends me. And my car's smashed. And I'm in Oceanside at the 78. And now I have to call my soon-to-be ex-wife and say, hey, you got to come get us. And I had... Um, I had this thing in, like, I still have it in the back of my trunk, like a trunk organizer, right? Yeah. And so my sons are younger at that time. It's five years ago. So they're uh, nine. And there's G.I. Joes and wrestlers and books and, you know, and I, I'm putting everything in my car because they're towing my car away. And, um, like, I just remember, man, we were sitting on this curb waiting for their mom to show up. And I got all this shit, and you're like, God damn, like, what the fuck is going on? And so she shows up, 
I got to figure out how to get the fucking work. I got to figure out all this different shit. And again, all I want to do is see Bob's yeah get his statue. My buddy Bob Miller. And uh, I get home and it just fuck. And my phone rings. And it's Jim. And I'll never forget this man. Jim calls me. He goes, he goes, hey, talk to see us today. And I was like, no. And he's like, all right, I'm worried about him. He goes, he goes, do you have social media? I go, yeah. He goes, can you check social media? I think there's something on social media about CS. And Jim goes, I don't have Facebook. I said, yeah, give me two minutes. I'll call you back. And I went to, I tried calling CS's number. It went right to voicemail. And then uh, I went to Facebook and somebody put, like he was tagged in a post and it said, fly with the angels. And I was like, you got to fucking be kidding me, man. You got to fucking be kidding me. And I called him back. I called Jim back and I was like, dude, I think he's gone. I think he's fucking, and Jim goes, I think he's gone too. Um, and so it was different because, yeah, you don't want to start calling a lot of people and, no. and doing whatever. But I I called you and I called Katie. And I was just like, fuck, man, I think there's something going on. Because I didn't, I didn't know anybody in his circle, right? I yeah. didn't know uh, the mother of his kids or anything like that. I didn't know anybody who we could call. And it was just one of those things where, like in a very selfish way, I knew over the next couple of weeks, he was going to be a guy I was going to rely on a lot. Yeah. Um, and I would probably still to this day be relying on him like you would and Sean would and Jim would and everybody else that knew him and loved him. So yeah, man, that was, uh, that was devastating. And then the, you know, there was again, shit that happens all the time is that people just run with the story and start talking about that it was a suicide and all this different shit. It wasn't. Um, and you just go, holy fuck. But that was, uh, yeah, I mean, that was just a couple of weeks after your father had passed, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was man. a crazy stretch. We had a crazy stretch there. Dude, just awful. Uh, awful times. Awful times. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a local, uh, there's a local San Diego broadcaster. I'm not going to say his name. Cause he's still working. But, uh, the other day I get a message on my phone, middle of the night. I could see my phone lighting up and, uh, I keep it, I keep my phone mm-hmm. charging in the bathroom, but it, it's in front of a mirror. So when it goes off in the middle of the night, you just like lights up the whole guiding room. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's weird. Someone's calling me at, you know, two in the morning around there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I check the phone when, when I get up and, you know, sure enough, there's a message saying, Hey, just want to let you know it's the middle of the night. I had to get up and taking a shit, which made me think of you. <laughs> and I was just checking in to see how you're doing. And and I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I was going to yeah. forward the message to you because yeah. you know this person too. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know another future Hall of Fame broadcaster that talks like this. <laughs> you know? What the fuck? How does yeah. this happen? Yeah. And uh, and I, I, I just started laughing going, you know, this is, uh, this is San Diego. When you talk about yeah. some of the people that are new to this town that don't understand... The, the characters, I know the media has changed uh, dramatically, meaning the way media is done. Yeah. But, yeah, there are some people that, hey, they did it when, like Nick. At the time, the newspaper was relevant. Nick Nick had a good run to the point when Nick does retire, he's going to probably time it out when the newspapers are relevant. Like, his yeah. career timed out perfect. Nick was relevant yeah. enough to have a Hall of Fame vote in a few yes, sports. exactly right. And, and, yes, like, 
And, and there are guys in this town, even though there's only one team in the Padres, there, there's, that's it. That's all we have as far as um, some guys in this town that <clears throat> stayed here where they probably could have gone somewhere else. It said San Diego's home for me. Yeah. You know, in, interesting. I want to ask you about this real quick. Is uh, there games this weekend? We're going to have another show until the games happen. I want to get your prediction on these. All right, let's go. Do you know anything about the lines? Uh, no, I haven't seen. Okay, so, so the first game on Saturday is going to be the Titans hosting the Bengals. What would you point stretch the line at? I love this game. My son Jack loves the Titans. The Bengals broke our heart last week. I I think I think the Bengals are dangerous. Derrick Henry playing in this Derrick game. Derrick Henry's playing. Ooh boy. This is one of those like games where travel wise it's super close. Like it does, it's yeah. all, it's a five hour uh, drive. It's like going to Phoenix. Uh I'm gonna say Titans are favored by four. Three and a half. Pretty good. Uh, okay. Who do you like? I'm going to take the Titans. Okay, but I think in the game. I'm talking wins and losses now. Okay, I don't care yeah. about your, your betting. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm going to take the, the Titans. Titans to win. I agree with you. I'm going I, Titans I like too. that team a lot. I, I do, and I think getting Derrick Henry back is, is no matter how much he plays, Dave, yeah. I don't know if he plays 15 snaps or 50, but I just think the emotional boost that that gives to that team is huge. Uh, I do like Cincinnati. I mean, Jamar They're Chase. They're fun to watch, aren't they? Dude, Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and goddamn Joe Burrow, man. Dude, he yeah, is the real deal. He's pretty fucking steady back yeah. there. Yeah, fun. But I'll take uh, I'll take Tennessee. Yeah, Bengals also losing, uh, I believe, two defensive linemen in this game, which Ooh. is not good when you're facing a guy like uh, Derrick Henry. Nope. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Titans as well. Okay. All right. The The other Saturday game, NFC, it's the Packers hosting the 49ers. What do you think the spread is in that one? I like that. I'm going to say it's uh, packed by five. Six, actually. Okay. Uh, I like that. I'm going to take the pack in that game. Uh, uh, San Francisco, to me, is interesting, but I think the the glass slipper breaks this weekend. I look, I I was thrilled to see the Cowboys lose, especially losing in the manner they did. Just the dumbest fucking football. What the hell? And I love Mike Gelkin yeah. and those guys that that really yeah. did a cool. No, I love all that stuff when they go deeper in. Yeah. And show you all the other things that led to the major yeah. fuck up. You're like, God, these guys are like, that's really good. Like what they did. But to me, I'm like, okay, it, it, one goddamn play. What are you doing? And and if you're the quarterback, you've done this how many you, thousands you're of times? You're supposed to end every practice this way. Every NFL team ends every practice this way. How many thousands of times have you handed the ball to the umpire? Yes. Like, let's go. But yeah, just to watch them, I mean, un. The weekend's games were so fun, but that was crazy. Uh, I'll take uh, I'll take Green Bay in that game, man. They're they're. I'm with they're you. Tough. I'm going Green Bay as well. That that's going to be a, a gr- another great game to watch. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are zero and three against the Niners. You know in the playoffs. Wow. But it's uh, it's interesting. You always think Aaron's going to stick it to the Niners because everyone yeah. knows he was fucked on draft yeah. day by the Niners. Thought he was going from Cal right to his yep. favorite team. You yep. know, he used to play his games at Cal with the Joe Montana T-shirt underneath his Jesus uniform every Christ. game. Just love the 49ers. They took Alex Smith. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> on uh, on Sunday, you have the Rams at the Buccaneers. I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to ride the Rams right there. Tampa, to me. What do you think the spread is? Oh, uh, I think Tampa is favored. Uh, I'm going to go. I. I I'm going to say three and a half, but I have a feeling Tampa's favored by more. Three. Really? Three. Okay. Tampa's favored by three. Tampa has some injuries as well. Obviously, they're missing wide receivers. 
I think the most important player in this game outside of Tom Brady is Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. He's the one that's going to be on Mike Evans. And then you go, yeah. that's that's a huge target you're taking away. Yeah. But it's um, the Rams have beaten the Buccaneers the last two times. And, uh, again, the, the Bucks are favored by three. I don't know. If I was betting, I would definitely I would go Rams, especially after the way they played last game. You and I have a very good friend, huge Buccaneers and Brady fan, but uh, I got to go Rams in this game. I think just too much, too many weapons, too much talent. Yeah, they, shit, man, they offensively, and and I don't know, my man Kevin O'Connell could be the next head coach. Uh, even though that? in the Rams yearbook, they call him Kevin O'Donnell. Is that right? No respect for LCC. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing about the Cowboys that I thought was a funny stat, the Cowboys have three playoff wins since uh, their last Super Bowl victory. Three playoff okay. wins. Yeah. Jake DeLome has five playoff wins. Holy shit. Yeah. How crazy is that? You know, you go, what the fuck? And the Cowboys still lead SportsCenter and every other talk show every single yeah. day. And this year, I told you, I made an effort. Anytime the Cowboys were on TV, I was going to change the channel. I just, I'm, not, I'm not falling for the bullshit. I'm just tired of the Brady's Cowboys stuff. Brady's older than every coach left. Yeah, except for his own. Except for his own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Uh, I'll take the Rams in that one, Dave. Yeah, that's my upset pick of the weekend. All right, finally, you have on Sunday, you have uh, the Chiefs hosting the Bills. I love this game. I do. I, 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 all four, dude. I, or I can't. Yeah. You can't miss games for me. I'm gonna take. A, I'm gonna take another upset. I'm gonna say it's the Chiefs favored. I'm gonna say this is the smallest line. I'm gonna say the Chiefs two and a half. Exactly right. And I'll say uh, again. I didn't look at any of these, but to that, and I'm gonna take the Bills in this game. I am too. Are you really? Yeah, taking the Bills. We didn't talk about any of these. I'm gonna take the Bills in that, but I think that game is a shootout. Yeah, I really do. I think that game's a shootout, and I think it's great. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we'll look ahead because, um, yeah, we'll have to come down because I'm flying to Denver on Wednesday. Okay. Week from tonight, I fly to Denver, and so, and I'm out for a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get those figured out after that. Okay, good deal. Hey, wanted to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the person you want to talk to when it comes to saving money and also working for your future, making sure all your finances are in the right order. Again, we talk about his Tuesday videos that you need to check out. Had a brand brand new one yesterday. I reposted it, told you to check it out. Dan does a lot of things for free to help you. But look, if you call him, he can do a lot more. The phone calls are going to get right to the point to help you solve your problems. Dan's the guy who wants to get you out of debt. He also wants to help you find your first bit of property. 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Yeah, Dan's also doing a whole series, a whole video series that's really, really important for your finances, and it's something that can benefit not only you, but it can benefit your family as well. And it's the Calm Video Series, and you can just go to daveandjeffshow.com slash sponsors, and you can see the whole video series right there that Dan's put together. <clears throat> Unbelievable information that's going to help you get your finances in order, uh, especially like today when my phone rings like nine different fucking times and I finally answer it and it's this line that's saying, we're going to pursue this to the furthest level of the law. Press one. So I press one and some poor woman comes on. Hello, we're calling from, I go, who the fuck is it? Well, this is Mary, and I'm calling. What the fuck do you want, Mary? Well, I'm calling from such and such collection agency. Is this Mr. Turner? I go, no, it's not fucking Mr. Turner, Mary. (laughs) I've had this number for 20 years. She goes, "Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'll take your number. I say, you know what, Mary? 
hang on. Hang on, that was insanely rude. Did he really? You apologized? Yeah. I told shit. her, I said, there's no reason for me to yell at you. I go, you didn't put the information in there wrong. But I go, I have had this number for 20 years. I'm not Mr. Turner. So if you could help me and take that number off, she goes, I'll take care of it. I go, all right. Sorry, I was a jerk. She starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that reason to be rude to her. But the point being is that when somebody calls from a collection agency and you're like, well, I know my debt is not uh, an issue thanks to Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. If it is an issue, then it's time for you to call 858-688-6813. Also, when it comes to buying that home, you need to talk to Brian Curry. Look, the first news is if you're lucky enough, you already have property and you can sell your home, no one's going to get you more for it than Brian Curry. You can also find you in the next place to move to, which is what everybody's freaking out. What are they going to do next? Brian's your guy. No San Diego County better than anyone else. Again, 25 years in the business. Brian Curry is the guy that we tell you is the best because he is. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. So I have a friend who's looking to buy a house, has been renting, and the person they're renting for is moving in the summer. And uh, he said, yeah, we're going to try to buy. It's him and his wife. You yeah. Know, they want to start a family, the whole deal. So we're talking the other day. Hey, where are you looking to go? Oh, boy, I don't know. Obviously, I'd love to stay in Carlsbad, but tough to do. And I said, all right. And he goes, listen, <clears throat> I've written down Brian Curry's number, but I just got to let you know, I have a friend who does real estate. I promised that I would listen to them. And I was like, look, man, no offense to your friend. Yep. But check and see if their credentials have been in the game for 20 years. And he goes, I know. I'll probably end up calling Brian. <laughs> I, go, I go, there should be no probably about it. Yes. This isn't like, you don't, you don't go to somebody who who's... Uh, a part-time dentist, you don't yeah. go to somebody who does part-time heart surgery, and you shouldn't go to somebody who does real estate part-time. You go to somebody who does it full-time at the highest level and has made it their career and a very successful career because they do it so well, and that's our friend Brian Curry. So, yeah, follow my friend's advice and call that number and help Brian whether you're looking to buy or sell. Taylor May Pools, that perfect pool for you is right around the corner. Look, the weather is extremely nice. I mean, just perfect days we've had in San Diego. As you know, the sun's staying out even longer. What a great time to think. Come back from work and jump into that pool of your dreams right in your backyard. Call Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. He knows what he's doing. Ask about available financing, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Yeah, I mentioned friends in Toronto. Dealing with 17 inches of snow, 18 inches of snow. Other friends in the east. There you go, Dave. I got your tickets for that in Morongo. Nice. 98 degrees coming back. You're welcome. Late birthday <laughs> present for you. I'm going to fly Josh out because I know he wants to see him too. But uh, one thing about if you go to Morongo Casino out in Palm Springs, you're going to see that beautiful pool. You're like, well, great. What if I'm not going? We'll have a beautiful tailor-made pool built in your backyard. And you'll feel like you're at Morongo. The only problem is it won't be that dope Nick Lachey <laughs> sucking down all your goddamn Coronas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look at, I mean, I just sent you to the sponsor page to see Dan's videos. But while you're there, check out some of those pools. It's crazy. It's like you're looking at that. Um, you ever be, uh, we'll be in Coronado going to visit Pete because my kids uh, mow the lawn at Pete's guest house. He kicks them $5 each for like nine hours work. <laughs> And uh, but he's always got in the lobby of his house that premier real estate magazine. Yeah. You look at some of those places, those insane pools. It's a beginner tailor made pool, buddy. So uh, yeah, 
Give Alan Taylor a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Kyle Flugers, you want to talk to when it comes to your website? We tell you this all the time. Most important part of your business is that website. Is your website working for you? Kyle Flugers, the guy to make sure you can run it by and check to see if it could be a little bit better. Why not? What do you have to lose? 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. My man Flug's a little under the weather. I talked to him last night. Great to catch up with him after the new year. He's eating nothing but Girl Scout cookies, he said. <laughs> Maniac. Fix your diet, friend. <laughs> friend. But uh, it was great, man, because uh, Flukes, he, he wanted to talk about the Rams game, and we were talking about just as a dad making memories, and he does an amazing job with his kids getting out. But the thing that was fun was, and, and I'll take you a little behind the curtain. I, Dan had told us that he had this new video series, and I said, Dan, you know what? Instead of trying to send somebody to a YouTube channel or anything else, let me put them on our website. So uh, Flukes called and said, hey, man, uh, let me talk to you about Dan's videos. And I said, hey, is that tough to do? Like, Because I said, is this going to be a lot of work? He goes, no. He goes, we'll get these up immediately. And it was just great. And the thing is, when you have people working on your website, you want the absolute best, and you want the guys that, I mean, these guys are all family to us, which yeah. means a lot. Um, but it was just great. that uh, I said, tell me the truth. If it's a pain in the ass, we'll tell Dan Kick Rocks. And he was dying laughing. He's like, we don't have to tell Dan Kick Rocks. I go, well, I might just tell him anyways just for fun. He's like, no, it's already done. We'll have it up by the end of the night. And uh, so I was thrilled for Dan. I was thrilled for us. But that's uh, when you have somebody working on your website that does it at the absolute highest level like Flukes does, you immediately see the results, and I'm sure you're going to love them. Exactly right. He's, he's fantastic at what he does. All right, here we go. We got celebrity birthdays. We're going January 20th. So okay. most people hear the show on the 20th, so we figured we'd jump ahead to the 20th. Okay. One of your favorite guys, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley's great. I need him to sign my copy of Kiss Alive 2, which is currently signed by Gene Simmons. Ace Fraley, and Peter Chris. Okay. I have it signed by three of them, uh, and I need the man Paul Stanley. God, this is going to break my heart. I'm going to say Paul Stanley is 77. 70. Okay. 70. Feels a little better. <laughs> feels a little better. Uh, Gene Simmons loves Paul Stanley, so yes. I think he's brought him along for the ride, and I think he's benefited from the Kiss Coffin and Kiss Chapstick and everything else. I love the Kiss Coffin. It's I'm going to say $200 million. Exactly right. Fucking nice job, Paul Stanley. There you the go. Man. There you go. One of your favorite guys right here as well, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson is so goddamn funny. <laughs> I know he's typecast. Yes, he is. As he, unfortunately, he's typecast as Dwight. Yeah. Uh, let's say 48. 56. No shit. Yep. All right. That's good. Uh, $12 million. It says $16 million. All right, that's good. There you go. He was funny in Juno, too. Did you ever see Juno? I didn't realize he was in Juno. Yeah, Juno. He was funny in that, too. All right, Buzz Aldrin. He will fuck you up <laughs> if you start telling him. Make your little joke. <laughs> about Make, about, about being, being on a soundstage. And then call my friend Dr. Jeff Fruin up in San Marcos, because you're going to need immediate dental surgery. Uh, Buzz Aldrin today is... 94. 92. 92. I'm going to say he's worth, uh, I think he's done pretty well. I'm going to say $10 million. $12 million. Good for Buzz. They're good for Buzz. You don't run into too many guys named Buzz anymore. You joke about that, too. See where it gets you. <laughs> you end up on your wallet. 
All right, Buzz doesn't need any beans. He's ninety-two. No, is pretty 92, up there. Ninety-two. He's been in, <laughs> and he. But he'd probably know. He's about uh, five years younger than Canapa. He'd know that fucking Jeter went in two years ago. All right, so here we go. This is uh, it's one person, but the combination on worth is going to be with her husband. Okay, okay. they're both attorneys, yeah. Kellyanne Conway, which I had no idea was an attorney. Well, I didn't realize she's an attorney because she seems dumb as a rock, right? Yeah, she's kind of a dopey dope. Yeah. Kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's, she's just so crazy to me. Yeah, and her husband's kind of a dope. I kind of feel like if you came in and batted second after George, I think uh, you're going to feel like uh, quite the coxman heading in there. <laughs> heading say, into there. She's going to say, God damn, you're like a young George Hamilton. <laughs> no, not really. She's like, well, look at this fucking bag of beans I just <laughs> left over here. Tub of shit. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, I'm going to say she's 55. 55, exactly. All right. Now I'm going to say she's... Uh, I'll tell you, the money's good. All right, I'll say $80 million. $40 million. Uh, yeah, let's go. $40 million. It's great. Next time, fucking... Uh, she was one of the highest paid people that worked for Trump. It was in the White House. which was probably only about like 180000 All right, let's do a quick scenario. Yeah. Temple's doing some fundraiser. Who knows what she's raising money for, right? Let's, yeah. Let's say anything. Uh, I mean, they're all great. Caterpillars? Yeah. Save the caterpillars, okay? So she's doing a night. Yeah. And it's at the Handel Reed that nobody can ever pronounce exactly. what that goddamn place is in Mission Valley. <laughs> and now uh, I show up down there, right? And, yeah. And, you know, you go, Okay. This is going to be fun. Now, I'm looking forward to seeing Josh Temple because he's a good dude, Raider fan, yeah. TV star. But I show up, and who's on my arm but Dreamboat Kelly Conway? Yeah. Wait, that's right, right? Yeah. Kellyanne like, Conway. Kellyanne Conway. Hey, hey, fuck, it'd be nice if I knew my date's name. What do you think I'm going to hear from Temple when I roll in with Hot Thing on my arm? <laughs> give a shit, of course. It's a negative. She's going to complain. Hey, I'm here to raise money for the caterpillars, okay? But maybe pipe down a little bit over there, twerp. <laughs> twerp. <laughs> and then I'd tell her, all right, that's it. Yeah, I think I'd hang out with Kellyanne Conway. That's funny as hell. She, you know she's got great stories, Dave. Yeah, if she tells the truth, she does. Goddamn right. Put a couple of those, uh, take her up to Jimmy O's in Del Mar. A couple margaritas. Fuck, she'll sing like Celine Dion. <laughs> All right, here we go. Five random questions. All right. Which NFL team impressed you the most in, in last week's playoffs? Uh, the Rams, for sure. The Rams, just to be there, uh, the whole thing. It was great because uh, not being a Rams fan, the Raiders broke my heart. Yeah. Uh, it just goddamn broke my heart. But uh, for me, it would be the Rams. Who do you got? Bills, Bills and Rams are crazy impressive. The, yeah. The Raider thing, you know, here's the deal. The Raiders get fucked all the time. I hear there's a 30 for 30 on this tuck rule thing coming out. That, you oh, know, Because it was the anniversary of the tuck rule, which is the biggest bullshit call of all yeah, time awful. in NFL history. It's worse than Franco Harris picking the yeah. ball up. It's it, it, fucked it, on that one, The too. Raiders get fucked all the time. The Raiders got fucked last week. At the end yeah. of the first half where the whistle blew and all the Raider players stopped Dude, and they scored a, a touchdown. Play. And they happen to win by exactly fucking seven. Yeah. If that was any other team in the league, people losing their mind. If that happened to the Patriots, Belichick, Cowboys, Cowboys, everybody's going, they got fucked. Then it fell, fucked this up. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to continue the game when there was 
an inadvertent whistle. Is that the right word? Am I missing it right? I don't know what the fuck's what? going on. I don't what know. I'm thinking about it a stroke. So anyway, the the my point is the Raiders always seem to get fucked. And yeah. the NFL doesn't give a shit. Nothing ever happens, but it seems crazy to me. Anyway, so for me, yeah, the, the Rams were insane. As I told you, it's the best game I've ever seen them play. And I understand greatest show on turf, all that. I, I just thought the Rams were outstanding against the Cardinals in a playoff team that had beaten the shit out of them in SoFi earlier in the year. Uh, one quick thing on the Raiders. Do you have any more Raiders questions? No. Uh, Bruce Feldman reporting tonight. Sources inside Michigan think Jim Harbaugh will take the Raiders job if offered, which is really interesting because if you saw earlier today, uh, there was a story that came out that a guy named Ed Dodds, who's the assistant GM for yeah. the Colts, withdrew his name from uh, from consideration for wow. the Bears. And Ed Dodds is scheduled to interview with Mark Davis, very highly regarded guy within the NFL. But it's weird because he's interviewed and then pulled out the last couple of yeah. years and he wasn't sure. But Ed Dodds was a player personnel guy when Harbaugh was at the Raiders. There's some connection there. And the feeling is that... Uh, that it could be Ed Dodds and Jim Harbaugh going together wow. to the Raiders, which could be pretty exciting. Basaccia had yeah. his interview today. But, uh, man, I, my biggest fear with Harbaugh has been that he would want to be what you just saw with Gruden, that he would want to be coach-slash-GM personnel guy. Now, I don't know if Mayock got fucked, but those picks were terrible. They were saying, though, the story I heard the last couple of days was Gruden made those ones in the yeah. first and second round. And Mayock made the other ones. And if you if that is true, Mayock did a pretty good job. Pretty good. Because he, he found guys like Max Crosby and Hunter yeah. Renfro, and he found guys that contributed and played well. Yeah. Um, but, again, tonight Michigan saying uh, yeah. Harbaugh will take it if offered. Look, if, if I'm Harbaugh, I look at the college football landscape, and I sit there and go, I watched Alabama and Georgia. They mm -hmm. were far and away the most talented teams. Mm -hmm. And go, how far are we from that? And yeah. go, dude, you're miles away. Yeah. The only two teams that I can see even competing at that level in the future would be USC and Texas. Not San Diego State. So, the San Diego State thing's so crazy to no. me. As everyone says, man, here we're getting that Oregon quarterback. Look, fuckers. He committed to Oregon. Didn't work out. He went to Virginia Tech. You get the Virginia Tech quarterback. No. He wasn't at Oregon. Shit. Dude, we, we, fuck, we fuck up everything. Speaking yeah. of that, some asshole, first caller of the day on Coach's show says, hey, Man, oh, yeah. the Cardinals must be kicking themselves <laughs> trading Josh Allen to the Bills and keeping Kyler Murray. Josh Allen was never on the fucking Cardinals, you <laughs> dipshits. Josh Rosen was. <laughs> Coach doesn't correct him. Yeah, that's a good point. E, thanks. thanks for kicking things off on a Tuesday. I, thanks, fuck. Walter. Good and, God, dude. And then I remember. <laughs> yeah. How does that go by? What the fuck's happening here? Harlan Savare, remember him, Coach? <laughs> I sure do. Harlan, Harlan was a guy to hang out a little bit at Dobson's downtown there. Oh, I hung out down there a few times. Yeah, I bet you did, you old sack of shit. I'm sorry. Did you get your finger wet down there? I don't appreciate that, Coach. I've been married for 74 years. Did she know that? The fuck that's supposed to mean? <laughs> Why is everything a ball game and a ball club, no matter the sport? Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. They got a good ball club. <laughs> it's going to be a great ball game. Yeah. Take it easy, Bear Bryant. Jesus, dude. Fuck. Damn it.
All right, here we go. Random question. Okay. What, what's the tallest building you've ever been in? Uh, Which is funny as shit that you brought the thing up about your son wanting that picture. Because when yeah. I was a kid, all I would do is ask my mom questions about the tallest man on, on the planet or the history of the planet yeah. and the tallest building. I just remember asking those questions over and over again. Uh, I've been to the top of the Empire State Building. I've, yeah, been, I've, been, to the, I've been to the top of the... What the fuck is the building where Chris Farley died in Chicago? Not the Sears Tower, but the other one, the Hancock Building. Okay. Been there, been to the top of the Eiffel Tower. Um, so Eiffel Tower... Uh, I didn't go to the top of the World Trade Center. I didn't either. I was disappointed. I was, well, I was there in New York when I was eight. I wish my mom would have taken me there. Yeah. Hung out there. Um, uh, IDS Tower in Minneapolis was 51. That was cool. But I, the other one's got to be higher than that. So, I don't know. I would think it's either got to be Eiffel Tower or the Hancock Building in Chicago. Is the tallest building in the United States the Sears Tower? Is it still called the Sears Tower? Yeah, I mean, but shit, how tall's uh Wilshire Grand? Now, Wilshire Grand's the tallest building in LA, but I don't yeah, think that's Yeah, it's not taller than Empire State Building. No. So, yeah, I would say one of those. Yeah, for me it would be the Empire State Building. I'm just yeah. curious. Hell, I'm be in Chicago. I'm going to try and find it. Yeah. See if I, I can get dude, the taller one. Yeah, you can't miss it. But go to the <laughs> I can't miss it. I mean, I'm going to take the time to actually go. Go to the I tell you guys all the time, don't fuck around with the Sears Tower. Because the Sears Tower, you got to wait in line and you got to go up there, do the whole thing. Go to the Hancock Center. They're like the same height. Are and they? You can go to the top and you can have dinner. Yeah, man. You go up and have dinner at the top of the Hancock building and you're right along, you're on the windows looking over all of Chicago. It's great. What building are they in in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? They're like leaning against the glass. It looks scary as fuck. I'm afraid I. That's probably the Sears okay. because they have the observation deck all okay. the way. And it's not even the Sears Tower anymore, whatever the hell it is. But yeah, poor Sears. Poor Sears. Would you describe yourself as a person who holds grudges? No. Um, one, maybe one dozen. But no, I had this conversation the other night with my ex and we were dying laughing because, and I called her out on it. She knew I was 100% right. No, I pretty much, especially now, Dave, it's like there are people that are just dicks. Yeah. And they can go fuck off. Um, I don't really need them. It, it really is on a case-by-case basis. If it's people that you go, yeah, they made a positive impact on my life. People I'd like my kids to know. Yeah, fucking get over it. Move on. But um, had one within a month where I thought, oh, yeah, I'm done with that person. Thank God I got that. We got that resolved. It's great. And uh, it makes me really, really happy it got resolved. Um, but then I got other people, like the dumb fucks that work at iHeart. <laughs> um, we stole Ernie Martinez, man. Yeah. Ernie's working with us. That's awesome. And I'm thrilled, and our building's thrilled. So anybody who treats Ernie like shit, fuck off. I think I'm a, my biggest, I think, biggest mistake is I'm a strike one guy. Like, when you get yeah. one strike, and fucking I hold a grudge to the point where it, it consumes me. Man, I fucking hate your oh. guts. And then I've worked on this. And then I have friends of mine who who are like strike eight guys. Like, oh, like no, what does it take? Yeah, enough. And then I, I look and I try and figure out which is the best way to go through life. Because I'm going to guarantee some of my hatred towards people is going to shorten my life. Well, I have friends yeah. that literally could tell the guy, you motherfucking piece of shit. And the next day, he'll forget about it. Yeah. No, I have a buddy of mine like that who just, it's amazing. They, nothing, 
no matter what Nothing it faces is, them. No, they find it is, and they love the fact that I go zero to 90 in two seconds. Yeah. yeah. But he is one of my best, best buddies and he's great. And so, yeah, he and I laugh about it all the time. It's great. <laughs> He'll throw me stuff that'll make me insane just because he knows it'll make me insane, but I laugh because I know it makes him laugh. So I'm mm-hmm. like, stop sending me this shit. And we just <laughs> laugh together. But yeah, it's cool. On a scale of one to 10, how good of a liar are you? Uh, negative seven. I yeah, can't I'm a horrible liar too. Because I have zero short-term memory. I can't remember what the story is. So I'd fuck it up. And it's just, it's not even worth it. It isn't. No, just fucking tell the truth, no matter how bad it is, and just take your beating and move on. What I notice a lot of young people do, it's just part of their, I guess, you know, regular speak is, mm-hmm. they'll, you ask them a question and they'll answer it with, I'm not going to lie. And then they start talking. And yeah. then I'm like, well, who asked you to? Yeah. Why, why is yeah. the first thing you're going to say is I'm not going to lie? I got to do, this isn't, this isn't anything to do with that. But somebody who's supported this show for a long time is our friend Rose. Yeah. We love Rose. So goddamn funny on social media. Did you see what the hell she wrote yesterday? No. Like It got like two fucking likes. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen. She said she was at a medical center. And she's on the elevator. And she said, we had a Karen walk onto the elevator and immediately announce to everybody, well, I'm getting off of this. The elevator's too crowded. And Rose goes, why the fuck are you announcing that? (laughs) Called her out? Good. Called her out. Good. I'm like, God damn, why are you telling all of us? We're not getting off. None of us know you. Did you see the shit Erica posted on uh, Twitter of all the obscene messages she gets? Oh, no. Yeah. And you're going, oh, that's terrible. You know, I didn't even respond. I'm like, man, these are all terrible. And what then, are they saying? Oh, dude, it's all about sitting on on, her, on their face. It's it's everything. It's, it's horrible stuff. It's terrible stuff. Oh, Look at you. Try she's that. a mom. Yeah. I, and she's you, like, they don't care. Fuck. But terrible I'm, stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I feel bad for her. You know, she's right. one of our favorites. She is. Cause she, she, yeah. But then she shows a picture like less than 24 hours later. Man, look at the shirt my sister gave me. Not buttoned up. Ninety five percent of her tits are hanging out. I'm like, well, maybe that's why you get the messages you're getting. <laughs> Make up your mind. Yesterday, so offended, everybody wants you. Today, look at my tits. What's going on? She's you need like, a life coach, Erica. <laughs> and it's us. It's us. We're we've been here. Listen, she is in denial, which is fine, okay? Because that's the way it all starts. Yes, but at some point when she Goes to sleep at night in her little bunk bed. <laughs> in her shoe. <laughs> oh, Mother Hubbard. She's going to write down in that little journal that she got from the back of Teen Beat magazine. Got probably a picture of one of those punk kids. Who's that kid that was on the Tim Allen show? One of those little jerks. Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yeah, probably got little cutout pictures of him <laughs> on the front. Scotch taped or glued on, all messy knowing her. Not, she didn't cut around the lines. Just went for it. Back of the high school smoking cloves. She's going to say, you know, dear diary, I didn't know that Dave and Jeff were so impactful. <laughs> Good night, Moon. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's so mad. 
What does she, oh, so she have to be so mad about? She's like the walk and talk and elf on a shelf. <laughs> Pipe down. So angry all the time. Just save it. Oh, my a, gosh. Oh, my right? gosh. Last question for you. Did you get your Lisa Ann book? I did get it. I got it uh, last week. And, uh, yeah, I got it. I, I should bring it. I'm going to Denver to visit our pal Brownman. Yeah. Because Brownman bought uh, new condos we talked about. What if Brownman just comes out? I'm just kicking back on our couch reading Lisa Ann's new book. That'd be quite the power well, move, wouldn't what, it? What, what page are you on? I just got it today. I just got the book yeah. today. I was laughing because, you know, I opened this thing up and it, man, it, it is wrapped up like she nothing wrapped I've it ever got. She beautifully, right? She sure did. And it's wrapped up like nothing I ever got. And so um, it took me a long time to open it up. And the and, white paper? And, yep. And the, the, the way, yeah, everything, the white paper, the whole deal. And so I'm, um, I, I, first thing I see is the card. Okay. There's a card yep. and it's a handwritten note. Yeah. And I was so disappointed in the note, thinking this was the note she wrote to me. But when you open the book, there's a whole message. You know? Yeah, she sweet. Wrote, she wrote a whole message that was extremely nice. But the card was, Dave, you rock. Enjoy the reading. And I was like, what is this? Fucking my high school yearbook so of the boring. kid that never talks to me? Yeah, she's so you rock. with you. you. I was rock. like, son of a bitch. But then she wrote a long page yeah, inside. Sweet. That was great. And then fucking Pete and Point Loma. And this is where I think I'm maturing a little bit. He writes... That what she wrote, like basically in his book, you know? Yeah. And he goes, what did she write in yours? You know, and I, wrote, I wrote right away. I'm like, she wrote, Dave, thanks for being a great friend. Watch out for Pete. He's a big douche. And then I was, and I go, and then I was like, I, I deleted it. I was proud of myself yeah. for deleting it. Yeah. She didn't go after Pete. He bought the book because we Pete. introduced her him to her. Pete today. And the I, I'm, I'm maturing, Pete. See what I did there? Pete's fucking line about woods today <laughs> i told him i go i texted pete i go did you see pete's bio his twitter bio in capital letters it says i'm not yes, from coronado funny as which, shit. that's 100 percent makes me so happy you I, changed two major things on his twitter by the way what did i do when we first started doing the show you called out guys like pete for not using their name yeah and then all of a sudden he started change changed everything up He's a man of character. Yes. And now he tells bio says, I don't live in Coronado because you're in his fucking head. <laughs> he fucking does. Where do you think my kids go work every weekend? <laughs> Fuck. Okay. I guess I just guess that I got to <laughs> drop them off and know some fucking pin code and I got to do eye scans. <laughs> fucking guy. Dude. Okay. Hang on. Fine. Where is this asshole? This guy today. <laughs> This fucking thing. And I told him, I go, this was so goddamn funny because I knew it would make Woods insane. Okay. Now, this, now tonight he ranked the top 10 NHL fighters. Okay. I like that. That's good. Uh, okay. So hang on here. Heavyweight bout. Oh, big fight tonight. The Ducks game. Loving it, Pete. Um, so Jesus Christ. Pete put 9,000 things out here tonight. Where is this guy? Dude, did he take it down? I think, oh, tutelage is one of my favorite words, Pete wrote. Quote, the Stephen Woods is learning the radio business under Ben Higgins, Dave Palais, and Jeff Dotson's tutelage. Period. Tutelage. <laughs> like using yeah. it. That only got two goddamn likes. 
that, that's very funny. Okay, that today made me laugh. And then the guy who who told Steve that he has to video take on Woods. I don't know why that struck me so funny. That made me laugh. I think that was Damon. God damn. Steve's like, I'm not videotaping anything. Yeah, well, you sound guilty then. You have a chance to win a raffle ticket. <laughs> Nobody's that concerned about it, okay? Calm fucking down. I, I was sorry that the, the contest to win the fucking raffle ticket might be rigged. Jesus Christ. People are more concerned about the goddamn cakewalk at Bay Hill Elementary than they are about, do you think that guy got a fair shake on Take On Woods? (laughs) That guy got a fair shake. Yeah. Fuck it. Anytime you're having a bad day fighting depression, just tune into the fucking losers Paul puts on the air right there. Most clueless motherfuckers in the history of this town, and just be like, God damn. Oh my gosh. I'm living in a tent. Oh my God. The other day, you had a guy that went 0 for 5, and Ben's like, he had a lot of things on the tip of his tongue. I'm like, how do you know? What yeah. the fuck are you talking yeah. about? He went 0 creeper. for 5. <laughs> you fucking creeper. Yeah. I like when Ben said to Paul, a guy went 0 for 5. Uh, should we just take another contestant? And Paul just softly said, we don't have any other contestants. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guys just living in a tent in some fucking fucking Roy Rogers Park in Escondido. And they're like, here, take this phone. You're going to play Take on Woods. Let it roll. <laughs> That's so damn funny to me. All right. We'll be back on Sunday, correct? Yeah, we'll be back uh, Sunday night. That's All right. it. Good deal. All right. Have a good week, everybody.
Back to the door, I laughed so hard I 